We've all heard the expression, you don't know what you don't know. Turns out many Americans don't know some basic truths about retirement. On today's show, some facts that'll help you make a solid retirement and income. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and this is the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. Steve is a best-selling author, Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. He is a highly sought-after speaker to teach other advisors on how to do what he does. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi, how are you doing, Steve? Very, very well, thanks. And, uh, you know, I think this is going to be sort of enlightening for folks, and at least I hope so. You, you talked about um, basic truths and, and you know, that whole financial, uh, you know, education, financial literacy is kind of a problem, don't you think? Yeah, no, absolutely it is. So that's one of the things that we, you know, we deal with with our clients on a regular basis is making sure that they understand what they own and why they own it. Right. Well, and again, so there's there's several areas that we need to make sure we're uh, we're aware of. And um, pretty much <laughs> I like I'll just I'll just read the line. Americans are confused about how much income growth is needed to offset inflation. Well, that's relevant. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, we I feel like we've been uh, hammering people on inflation for the last few weeks, but it's it's important because. You know, a lot of advisors are downplaying, even now with inflation at 7%, they're downplaying and saying, oh, it's transitory or it's temporary. The reality is, is even when costs come down, we're going to settle in at a much higher inflation rate than what we've been accustomed to. And it's it's hard if you're living on a fixed budget to um, to be able to spend the money and to live the kind of lifestyle you want to live. And that's that's why we take a total return total return approach, and that's why we talk about it so much on this show, because you need to have something growing for you in retirement because inflation is out there and it's very real. Well, and this is the time right now with inflation, I mean, on the, the top of mind for most of us, uh, you know, and, and we're seeing a lot of things that, you know, are going to affect that. And it's time to really take a deep look at that plan. If it was put together, you know, uh, two years ago, well, it needs to be redone, not redone, but needs to be tweaked. Yeah, no, absolutely. And looking at your plan and revisiting it, uh, it seems second nature, but it's something that a lot of us don't do. And so... One of the things that you want to really focus on uh, in retirement is making sure that you're staying on top of your spending. And uh, what we mean by that is you should be tracking your spending. So with inflation, chances are your spending has gone up, even if you're doing the exact same things. And so measuring that and doing ongoing review becomes critical. So we're talking about, you know, inflation and the effect that has and, and how much we really need to know about it. And, and there was a survey done um, or a report done by the Insured Retirement Institute uh, that talks about, uh, you know, adults and, and folks getting to retirement and what they don't know. And one of them is uh, another one is how much income Social Security is going to provide. We talk about that every week, I think, Steve, in terms of, you know, making that decision and maximizing your Social Security. But yet people still they're still picking at the wrong time. Yeah, no. And it's because a lot of us retire a lot sooner than we, we thought in our head, too, because when you get kind of into that red zone of retirement, uh, 
a lot of times you're just saying, you know what, I'm ready to walk away. And if that's the case, then you sometimes you sometimes do that and you, you sometimes will just start Social Security, um, not even thinking about, hey, look, well, I could withdraw from my retirement assets first and that might be more advantageous. And unless you've actually done that analysis, it's really it's really challenging to um, to to make an informed decision about when to start Social Security. Sure. And, and again, Social Security never designed to be, you know, all of your income in retirement. In fact, 40 percent is pretty much the, the, the rule of thumb in terms of what that's going to replace. And so you've got 60 percent more to, to, to come up with. Right. And if you start with a bigger baseline figure of Social Security, then it actually replaces a little bit more of your income, whereas um, you know, if you started at 62, now you're having to make up for a much larger shortfall from your investments for a much longer time, potentially if you live into your mid to late 80s or even 90s. So it's it's important uh, for sure that you that you look at your at when you're starting your Social Security and you're you're making the decision based on on statistics and real data and not on anecdotal data like, oh, you know. I, I want to take Social Security because I'm scared that I won't get anything if I pass away too soon. The greater likelihood is that you're going to live. And so then you want to look at what the return on Social Security will be in terms of how much bigger will your income be if you delay it versus what the return on your investment portfolio will be. And so if you look at that objectively, a lot of times it makes sense to delay Social Security. So it says that uh, for this year, 2022, the average income or the average Social Security payment is $1,657. Is that kind of hold true for you or is it higher, lower? What do you think? Yeah, it, it is, but it's unfortunate because, again, more than a third of the people take Social Security at 62. And so your income payment is going to be a lot smaller if uh, if you're taking you're taking it at 62. Also, that factors in a lot of times spouses are collecting on a on the higher earning spouse's record. And so that higher earning spouse might have a $3,200 benefit at full retirement and the, the spouse is collecting half of that. So, uh, so it factors in all of those things. And so um, a typical Social Security record, if you stay till full retirement, you should be getting in the high twos, low threes. But Again, that doesn't happen for a lot of people because they're they're taking it early or um, they have an uneven earnings history. So remember with Social Security, what matters is your 35 best earning years, and that's what's going to be factored in in the calculation. That's interesting. You said high twos, low threes. If people just wait a little bit longer, that just becomes part of the plan. So if you're in that financial red zone, those that's one of the things that you sit down, you talk to people about, and you figure out, all right, this is going to be the optimal time for you to claim Social Security. And if it's a couple, even better. I mean, because there are many ways to do it. And so many people don't get it right, Steve. And I'm glad you can help folks do get it right. Right. No, absolutely. And if you think about that, just think about the figure of $1,000 a month, right? Um, well, if you were getting even a, a 4% return on your money, right? Uh, for $1,000 a month, you would need $300,000 of, of investments. So if you think about that, are your investments going to grow by $300,000 to generate you that, that, that additional thousand dollars a month or is it smarter for you to just wait for the social security and, and and get the larger figure and so if you look at it through that lens i think you make better decisions and you know and that's something that we do with 
all of our clients. It's something that we offer our listeners every week. Uh, we do a comprehensive retirement distribution plan. We do that absolutely free of charge because we think it's very important, uh, especially now with inflation being where it is and the market volatility being cra crazy and the overall situation in the world is just kind of crazy. So this is a this is a time where if you haven't been engaged with your finances and you you haven't um, sat down with someone, I implore you to make the call and come on in and see us. Absolutely. Give us a call, folks. 800-705-9995. It's your chance to get a financial roadmap put together. Steve understands he's, he's there for you. It's a true practical financial review, and it is that phone call away at 800-705-9995. You heard Steve, the next 15 callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, but more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. If you're 50 or older, we've got some great news. You qualify for a variety of tax perks that aren't available for those younger than 50. Details when we come right back. back on the retirement referee steve caruso's here i'm consumer advocate steve Siddall. steve of course is a fiduciary he's an independent he's been helping folks for more than 20 years and uh, you know again over the course of time steve obviously you've seen market fluctuations like we're experiencing today and i think a lot of people haven't and they haven't dealt with inflation but you understand that you get it yeah no absolutely i mean i think if you're if you're nearing retirement, you, you've you've dealt obviously with some gyrations in the market before. I mean, whether it be um, the tech bubble in 2000 or the financial crisis in 2008 um, or the early 90s. So, the, I mean, you've you've dealt with some some negative periods before in the stock market, but as you're getting closer to retirement, those the way you feel about those gyrations is a lot is a lot different because. You say, oh, you know, I don't have time to make this money back. So, uh, am I am I positioned correctly to, you know, for this next phase of my life? And that's that's important. The other thing is that for the last thirty five years, for the majority of your working career, inflation has been very low, and so it's very disconcerting to all of a sudden see seven percent inflation. I mean, that's uh, especially when you've had one percent inflation for it seems like forever. And so um, now, is that going to continue at 7%? Who knows? I, I don't think it will, but it, I think it's going to be a lot higher than what you've been accustomed to. And if that's the case, then you really need to be prepared for that. And the best way to prepare for it is to... Um, is to have is to have a plan and to put together a plan. Sure, and so what we're going to talk about in this segment is a little bit about you know turning fifty, and that is a, sort of the wake up call for most of us when we turn fifty and say, oh my gosh, yep, I'm going to have to retire here at some point. But there are some perks that happen, and uh, there's a bigger standard deduction if you're sixty five or older. Yeah, if you don't itemize your tax deductions, you can claim a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse are age sixty five or older. The standard deductions for seniors is $1,700 higher than the deduction for people younger than 65. And married couples can increase their standard deduction by $1,350 if one of the members is of the couple is 65 or older, or $2,700 if you're both 
older than 65. So that's nice that pretty, pretty significant little tax break there. Sure. And again, I mean, with, uh, I mean, age differences in couples, you know, when that first uh, spouse turns 65, that's a, that's a good deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It is. Let's talk property tax breaks. This was new to me. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize that this was a thing, but it can be pretty good for folks, can it? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, they have like in New York, they have the enhanced star credit and there's a bunch of different uh, you know, tax breaks that which vary based on your state and local jurisdiction. But in some places, people who are above a certain age or are below a specific income level qualify for property and school tax deferrals and exemptions. Uh, Texas is another one that comes to mind where homeowners age 65 and older are eligible for a $10,000 homestead exemption for school districts and taxes, in addition to 25,000 exemptions for all homeowners, all local jurisdictions. And that obviously provides seniors additional income, right? If you're not paying it in taxes, that saves you. Or I, we talk all the time about federal employees. I work with a lot of federal employees, um, a lot of retired military. Uh, if you're on a military disability, you won't have to pay your property taxes. So there are definitely advantages that are out there. Sure. And so it's just making sure you're you're aware of what's going on. And uh, I mean, again, with the with those property tax breaks, I think what a lot of seniors probably feel is, well, I don't have kids in school. Why do I have to pay those taxes? And again, you may be able to get a discount. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's you know, it's nice that you have a nice school district in your town. But once your kids are fully grown, do you Who really cares? want to be paying for the, for a fancy school? So, exactly. um, you know, you, you feel that in your wallet a lot more as you you know, and it becomes a little bit more of a source of contention. Let's talk catch-up contributions for the IRA and the 401k. In other words, once you turn 50, in the IRA, you can contribute more, and a 401k, you can contribute more. In the 401k, uh, we talked about this a lot of times on the show, but if you're older than 50, you can defer $6,500 more a year, which means that for this year, you could put away $27,000 into your 401k. So if you're getting paid every two weeks, so that's 26 times a year, that's about $1,039 a paycheck that you could be putting into your 401k and really jumpstarting your retirement. And so if you're in, for example, um, the 24% tax bracket and you max out your 401k, if you're doing it into pre-tax, you're saving about $6,480. You know, so that's about $1,500 more than someone who's, who's under 50 that you'd be saving in taxes if you're in that tax bracket. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that we talk about a lot is if your company offers the Roth 401k, while you're not getting the tax savings, that's potentially $27,000 that's growing for you for the second half of your retirement or the later years of retirement. And that's growing tax free. So either way, you're, you're always, you're always smart to take advantage of those catch up contributions. And uh, so again, once you're 59 and a half, then ding, 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 no early withdrawal penalty. <laughs> that sort of opens yeah. the door to a lot of things, doesn't it? It certainly does. And so younger workers, when they have to dip into those retirement accounts, they get hit with that 10% IRS penalty. And so that's a, a, a essentially an additional tax. And so if you're older than 59 and a half, now you could take from your 401k, you pay regular income tax. But oh, by the way, if you're retired, some states don't tax you on retirement income. Now that's obviously we're in Florida, so it doesn't really make a big difference if you live here. But if you're spending the time and a lot of our listeners out there who are, are here just for the winter and they, maybe they, they have a residence in New York or 
some other state in the country, that's a big savings, uh, especially if you're not having to pay state income tax on those retirement distributions. Sure. And um, but again, there's a, a little known thing about uh, 401k withdrawals. If you turn 55 and leave employment for any reason, you can you can access things without a penalty. Yeah, no. If you, But the, the caveat is, is it's got to stay in the 401k. OK, so. That would be a situation where you don't want to roll over your 401k upon leaving work if you're planning on withdrawing it prior. Now, if you do move it into an IRA or if you've already rolled it over, it's not the end of the world, but you could do something called substantially equal payments where you take out uh, the same amount up until 59 and a half or five years, whichever is longer, and you avoid the penalty that way. So there are ways around the penalty, but you certainly have a lot more flexibility in it. If you're a federal employee and you're a federal law enforcement and you're retiring after 50, their version of the 401k is the TSP, and you could access that uh, without penalties even as early as 50 years old. So, um, so it's important that before you go and jump in with two feet and do a rollover, and we talk about rollovers a lot on the show, and I, I generally like rollovers, but if someone is giving you the advice to do a rollover, they should be explaining why it's in your best interest and they should be looking at the opportunities that you're potentially foregoing by rolling it over. Sure. And so very important that you look at all those angles. And that's something that we do with all of our clients and all of our listeners that come in and, and take advantage of our, our, our plan. And so uh, we have about eight spots left and we would love to sit down with you, put together a comprehensive retirement distribution plan again, this is the time to take action because the world is crazy right now. It's good to just, even if you're not worried about it, even if you're one of the, those type of people that just kind of takes a statement and throws it in a drawer and doesn't look at it, it's still a good time to kind of get a reading of where things are when things are going haywire. Because if you're if you're still okay when things are haywire, then you're going to be in a really good spot when things get better. So sure. um, that's, that's the peace of mind that we can provide for you. 800-705-9995. Take advantage of the offer, folks. It's a, a way to get a financial roadmap put together. And all you have to do is call. Steve's got spots on his calendar available for you. 800-705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. When we come back, we'll highlight some expenses that can eat into your retirement savings. We're back on the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Steve, of course, has been helping folks for more than 20 years. Check out his website. I encourage you to do that. It's laurelws.com. That's laurelws.com. Lots of great information there. And uh, expenses that can eat into your retirement savings. Boy, we there's, you know, there's just a lot of spinning plates here, right? Um, and if you're old enough to know that reference, then you're probably close to retirement, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but again, you know, there's there's things that that can obviously take a toll. And the first one's got to be medical expenses, Steve. That's something that we talk about frequently in terms of health care and making sure that you're covered. But, you, you know, you don't see, you know, you don't see it coming. Yeah, no, and health care is an obvious one that people are right to be concerned about. It's already costly and inflation will only think make things worse. And don't think just because, you know, inflation is high generally that health care won't go up even more. It does. So um, just and we use this example all the time, but the cost of living adjustment on Social Security was a little over 5%. The increase in Part B premium was 14%. 
So healthcare costs are going to inflate even faster than inflation. And when inflation is high, your healthcare costs are going to go up at an even faster rate. So, um, you know, it's, it's important that you, you budget for that. Um, you're going to require more medical expenses, even if you're healthy, you're going to require more med medical expenses as you age and your premiums are going to go up, which, so a bigger piece of your budget every year is going to be healthcare because it's typically going to be inflating faster than what your income is. And so the average adult, uh, 65 and older spends three times as much on healthcare, uh, as a working age adult. And so you know, even if you consider yourself a healthy person, you still want to be adjusting for that healthcare bill that surely will come at some point in your retirement. Sure. And again, if you'd like to have that conversation, it's important. 800-705-9995. We're talking about things that can eat away at your retirement savings. And that one, the next one is debt. And I know, Steve, you are a get out of debt guy. Yeah, I'm a, definitely a get out of high interest rate debt. So right. bringing debt into retirement isn't smart if you can avoid it. Uh, first of all, it's an, a, a bill that's really going to nothing, right? Because a big chunk of that bill is interest. If you're paying credit cards or um, if you have a, one of these installment loans or personal, personal uh, loans that are typically like 12 or 13%, these are, these are things that you want to get rid of before you retire. Because what it does is it suffocates your your retirement income because now you're you're paying to service a debt, meaning you're paying interest. So you're basically just throwing money away. And so if you and also if you fall behind on those payments, it can be devastating, right? Because then you now you're getting collection calls and your um, and your credit score is going down, and you know and, and it just it's. An, a never-ending spiral of bad of bad when you have high interest rate debt, and so you want to get out of that before you retire, uh, because if you have that, you it leads to making bad decisions. If you're feeling pressure to get rid of a debt, you're not going to be thinking clearly, and you're going to make bad decisions. Like maybe you're going to sell out of investments that are are making you money because you because um, you're nervous about missing a payment, or you're going to take an early withdrawal and get hit with a penalty from your 401k because you're you're worried about it. So um, where we see debt be rear its kind of its ugly head the most is when someone has when it coincides. And this is something I talk about a lot in the book. Um, is these risks don't tend to come as a one-off. They tend to cluster. What do I mean by that? So you don't usually you don't usually uh, the old saying when it rains it pours, right? You don't usually experience just one thing. So typically what happens is you have some type of major medical issue, for example, and then you fall behind on your debt. And now the fact that you have this massive debt now compounds with the fact that you have the medical expenses. And guess what? In order to address that, you take a withdrawal from your 401k and now you get hit with a major tax bill. So it's, it's usually you know one or two or three bad things that happen all at once. And, and that's what um, that can, that's what can really devastate a retirement plan. Sure. So uh, we got to talk about taxes before we run out of time, Stephen. We talk about taxes every week, but it's such a crucial part of a, an overall retirement plan. We have to take that into account because, you know, the paycheck stops, but taxes don't. Yeah. And you're going to owe taxes on your retirement accounts uh, unless they're in Roth. And so it's important 
to look at your overall picture and to have that well-defined goal that we talk about all the time on the show. Because if you know what your spending is going to be, and if you have enough of a cushion in cash for emergencies and for uh, to allow you to invest the rest of your money as in the best possible way, then it might make sense at looking at converting some of your money into Roth to try and save future taxes. We don't know what the tax brackets are going to be in the future, but we know that the only way the government can raise revenue is to increase tax rates. And you know they love to throw around the number that it's only gonna they're only gonna tax the people who make over four hundred thousand. But in reality, uh, you know, in order to pay for all of the programs that we've been we've been doing, especially since the start of the pandemic, it, it, chances are tax rates are going to go up across the board. And so they may not call it a tax; they may call it something else. But they're gonna they're, you're gonna end up spending more potentially down the road. And so if you're in a good position now and you have money sitting in the savings account, which is probably getting you next to nothing in interest, now might not be a bad time to start looking at converting some of your retirement money into Roth and really saving potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future in taxes by doing that. And that's something that we would look at and we would see, is is that right for you? I mean, you don't want to make um, a, a decision like a Roth conversion just in a vacuum. You'd have to look at your whole picture. Um, but that's something that we do uh, when we put together a plan. In that, that plan, you will uh, sit down with someone, we'll go through the the all the pieces of the puzzle, and uh, that's where you come in because you are the uh, you're the architect, if you will, of putting together these plans, making sure the pieces fit, and helping folks get to uh, a successful retirement. Right, and and that's that's so that's so important, right? And so taxes is one thing. So what a financial planner can do, none of us know. None of us have a crystal ball. None of us know what the market is going to do tomorrow. But we can do two things. We can save you on paying taxes unnecessarily, and we can save you on fees and unnecessary interest. What do I mean by that? Well, like your 401k has expenses. A lot of times your your people have the money invested in things that are um, higher cost. So we can find the lower cost alternatives within your 401k. If you save 1% on a million dollar portfolio, guess what? You're saving $10,000 a year. If if you have money sitting at a tenth of a percent in your bank and you have a $50,000 personal loan that is you're paying 10% interest on, that's $5,000 a year of interest that you're paying. If you pay that off, guess what? You just saved $5,000. Um, so, I mean, that's why we, what we say we want to look at things holistically. That's why you want to make decisions inside the context of a plan. And having a plan gives you that peace of mind. And we offer that absolutely free to our listeners every week. It's something that I implore you to take advantage of. We have about five spots left. Please call. We'd love to hear from you. And again, this is an opportunity that doesn't come along often. It's a free, it's a no cost, no obligation financial roadmap Steve will put together for you. It's a chance to get that true practical financial review. If you're looking for a second opinion, I know a lot of you are, Steve is a great first call to make. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. When we come back, it's time for questions from listeners. Good stuff right after this. We're back 
on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Steve, of course, been helping folks for more than 20 years, uh, president, founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. Uh, you are a non-practicing member of the California Bar, so you have, uh, you've got the you've got that, uh, I don't know, that, that skill set of a lawyer, don't you? I mean, that's, that's really, I think, very cool, and not a lot of advisors do. Yeah, no, it's it's a different way of approaching things, and I, I, I have kind of an analytical mind, so I, I'm going to look at things sometimes more based on statistics and and kind of cut and dry, and I don't, I'm not, a lot of times with financial products, people will buy stuff based on emotion. Um, we want to make sure that what you own, you understand why you own it and what it actually does for you, and so... What do I mean by people buying stuff on emotion? A lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll sit down with someone and they'll have, for example, a huge life insurance policy that they probably don't need and that maybe they were sold with the idea of accumulating cash value, but then they've never touched the cash value. So looking at the numbers, we can then make, and what the goals are, we can make the best determination of what to do with that. And so, you know, that these are, with money, you want to make logical decisions, and that's uh, that's what we try and help people do. Sure. All right, well, let's jump into a couple of these questions here that folks have for you. Steve, uh, Virginia is up first. She says, my husband has retired. He's receiving, a, he's receiving benefits of a union pension and has turned 70 years old and will be drawing Social Security benefits as well. I will be 70 years old next year and will continue to work as a professional health care person. Will Social Security limit our benefits if I can continue working? Do I get spousal benefits? Should my husband draw from my social security? She's got some questions there. Wow, that's a lot to unpack, Virginia. So uh, let's start with the first part that he's receiving a union pension, and um, he's already turned 70. So the social security um, will automatically kick in at 70. You can't defer it past 70. Um, And then you're turning 70 next year, so even if you're still working, you're still going to have to collect Social Security. No, you're not limited by working, but what happens is your Social Security may become taxable. So depending on how much countable income you have, up to 85% of what you're getting paid in Social Security could count on your taxes. Um, I, if you, It sounds like you're, you've been working, so... In terms of the do I need to get spousal benefits, um, I would think you could probably collect on your own record. But again, we would sit down and look uh, and put together a plan and, and figure that out and we'd have to see the actual numbers. But I would be shocked if you would be collecting on a spousal benefit because if you've been working and you're already working into your 70s, chances are your own earnings record is probably pretty good unless there was a a large gap there for for some period of time. Um, And then in terms of your your husband drawing from your social security, again, these are decisions that we would want to make inside the context of a plan. So we would have to look at, again, his his earnings record and um, your earnings record and see see what makes the most sense. But most likely, I, I would think that you're both going to collect on your own earnings records. Sure. All right. Well, hey, Virginia, if you want to know more, you want to sit down and have that conversation with Steve, give us a call. It's 800-705-9995. Connie is next. Uh, she says, I'm 67. 
And I'm wondering if I take the lump sum option from my company pension plan, now that I'm no longer with the company, can I move those funds into another type of retirement vehicle without tax penalties? I like that question. Great question, Connie. And absolutely you can. You can usually roll the lump sum into a traditional IRA. Now, the benefit of doing that is that now you have that lump sum invested. You can take the money out as you need it, as opposed to taking it out every month. And oh, by the way, you control that principal. So if God forbid you pass away, your beneficiary can then um, roll it into a beneficiary IRA, or if it's a spouse, they can roll it in to their own IRA. Now, where the pension, taking the lump sum pension makes sense is if you have, uh, if you don't have a huge need for the pension income. Because typically when you, when you forego taking the, the pension stream, um, it's harder to recreate that pension stream with the lump sum, um, and you don't have the guarantees of it lasting your entire life unless you do set up some type of a private annuity, which sometimes is not going to be as advantageous as what the pension is paying. Okay. So we'd want to look at your overall situation. I'm, I'm usually in favor for a lot of people um, taking the lump sum. It just depends on what other assets you have and what other income sources you have. If the pension is really your only income source um, and, you know, if you don't have someone that you want to leave the money to potentially, um, you might be better off just taking the taking a lifetime payout. But that's something that we would have to do an analysis on and 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 figure out the right thing for you to do. But absolutely, you could roll the, the lump sum into an IRA. OK, very good. 800-705-9995, Connie. And uh, let's see, we got time for one more at least. Let's go to Solomon. Uh, he says, I've got $640,000 in a previous employer's 401k and $100,000 in my current employer's plan. I'm 63, plan to retire at 70. Do you recommend I merge the two? Both funds offer similar investment options. My only motivation is based on simplifying paperwork during retirement, although there may be other advantages I am not aware of. Hmm. All right. Hmm. So again, this, these questions today, lots to unpack here, Solomon. So, um, so you have the previous 401k and 100 in the current plan. So um, in terms of merging the two, your current plan uh, would, would definitely allow you to roll over your previous 401k into it. Um, then you're restricted into the same, basically, in, uh, investment options of the current plan. So would it simplify your paperwork? Um, yes and no. I mean, it'd be one less account that you'd have to distribute from. The other thing you could do is if your plan, because you're over 59 and a half, um, you could potentially roll over your current plan balance and the previous employer plan into an IRA. Now, in terms of number of accounts, you would still have two accounts because your current contributions would continue to go into the 401k. But the benefit of doing that is that now your, your two accounts, uh, your two balances, the 100 and the 640, are merged into one IRA. And guess what? In that IRA, your investment choices are not limited like they are in the 401k and you might be able to do get some lower cost options and some better better alternatives in terms of investing that money um, then when you ultimately retire you already have the ira set up and you can roll over whatever's left in the 401k plan into that ira and therefore have one account when you get into your um, 
your 70s and have to start taking minimum distributions. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that all makes sense. Um, uh, again, yeah, these have been some uh, deep questions today, Steve. 800-705-9995. And on that note, let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time, Steve, and, and uh, come on in and let's fill up your calendar. Yeah, no, absolutely. We still have about three spots left. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're nervous about what's going on in the markets, if you're nervous about inflation, if anything that we said today resonates with you, uh, please give us a call. We'd love to sit down with you. We'd love to uh, give you some peace of mind and um, put together a plan. It's a great opportunity, folks. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Steve will work with you, put together a well, a, a financial roadmap, really, to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. A practical financial review is a phone call away. 800-705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. And uh, Steve, as always, a pleasure to be here and, and to have these conversations. I, I, the information is so important. Yeah, no, we love doing the show. And uh Thank you for listening, Orlando, and we'll be back here again next week. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. Coach P. Ray.